Listening to Destiny's Bastard Children and the the sweet soothing sounds of Bastard Number One singing slightly out of time with our theme song. It's a beautiful and, and thing. slightly out of tune because I, I can't hear a effing thing. Oh, that's right. It, it's funny the the show that relies on ears. Uh, we're we're doing even when you are in such a state right now. Uh, I'm shocked, yeah. but you're a trooper for plowing ahead with it. Sure, why not? Uh, Let's do, do it. Do you plan on having any yellow discharge coming out of your ear during the show? Yeah. You do? Oh, okay. Oh, for sure. It happens all day long. Okay. Will I notice and it? You won't be able to see it. Okay. But what you will notice is um, me going like, uh, of course, guys, as we're recording this, we're on Zoom looking at each other. You will see me wipe down the side of my face as it drips down the side of my face. <laughs> Good Lord. The human body is a horror show. It really so is. Do, do we do we have do we we need to kind of explain this? I just can't leave that out there. I guess so. Bef- it, right? before we do that, though, we have to introduce ourselves. We are the bastards. I'm oh, well, bastard yeah, number three. Yes. I'm bastard number three. The controls here in South Jersey, and that is bastard number one in uh, the man cave, the misty something man cave, whatever you call it. In, yep. uh we don't need to get into my actual road. <laughs> I was going to give your address and zip and everything so people could join you um, in uh, Lancaster uh, County, Pennsylvania. And he has an ear problem that he's going to tell us all about. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. Um, no, I've just I've had problems with, with hearing just muffled sounds and not hearing as well as I should. Probably because I've listened to music as loud as freaking possible for the last 20 years, um, if not more. Um, and uh, I went in to get a procedure done on Friday to my right ear they drilled a hole in my ear nice and simple they put in a tube just like you would for a kid but they did a little extra work to free up my eardrum it wasn't vibrating enough i was told i would see or i would hear immediate improvement um and then i was also told that um any fluid behind my ear would drain but it would drain internally um because i asked specifically is it going to drain in or out and i said it will drain in via the whatever tube you called it the other station yeah, that thing. It would drain in, um, and that and that recovery time would be a day or two, and then everything would be back to normal. Well, it's not. I can tell you that. Um, I I went in hearing okay, expected to hear better. I can't hear anything on my right ear. It's like I'm friggin' deaf. And then the rest of my hearing, uh, I was describing to you, sounds like there's no bass. It's almost like uh, I'm in a tunnel, like everything's kind of hollow. So I'm listening to music this week with with virtually no bass, and it's 
it's bothering me because it's not my usual listening experience. But then the drainage is out. Like there's this, like it, it's draining out, like down the side of my face. So it literally sounds like everything that they told you was going to happen didn't happen, which is yes. why it's like absolutely should be on the phone with them and being like, I called them yesterday. Right. But I don't understand why the solution is keep waiting or whatever they said because because it was because this happens every now and then to people Uh it is not uncommon to have a loss of hearing or a a subdued hearing for up to a week or so it's it's not uncommon to have a week of healing and then two weeks to get your hearing back which is not the expectation they set for me at all no they went in giving you the best case scenario and they should have prepped you with you know, hope for that, but it also could be this. Yeah. And so, um, uh, the only concern with the liquid is not necessarily that it's coming out. It's if it would be bloody and it's not, it's yellow, which doesn't make it nice. No, but it's not bloody. So that's not a problem, but I, I have a feeling, right? So I said it was done Friday morning on Sunday. I had a loud pop and then all of a sudden my ear started leaking. I feel that somewhere in there, I pop this this tube, uh-huh. and like it's like either either up against my eardrum, which is allowing me not to hear right, or it somehow got loose, or like it almost seems like it just was flipped in reverse. You know, mm-hmm. like you're trying to get the backward message on your record, like and spinning it, it backwards. Like you, know? you, like you put your thing down, flipped it, and reversed it. Yes, I'm going to that's, um, that's what I got. I mean, that makes sense, right? It would explain the uh, the outside leakage if something just sort of came loose. But man, that's not that's not a cool thing to just have them be like, "I just waited out." No, they they said to keep using the the antibiotic eardrops for the rest of the week. If I don't have any, pro- if I feel better by Friday, great. If not, call them back and I'll get me in early next week instead of waiting till I think it's February like nineteenth was my follow up or something like that. Okay. So, and I'm not going to wait that long. If I don't get the hearing back by Friday, I'm just telling them, I'm coming in. You're going to reverse the procedure, which they said they can do. I don't understand completely. I mean, I get taken the tube out, but I don't understand. They did other things. Mm-hmm. They said they can reverse it, and that should work. And I'm just going to tell them to F and reverse it. Oh, put put your thing down, <laughs> flip it, and reverse it. Yes. No, they didn't, uh, they didn't tell you anything about this potentially being noise induced like here like because of the loud music and so they didn't tell you anything like that like oh this is damage irreversible that you've done oh no no actually they said my eardrums actually look good okay they didn't see any damage to my eardrums what the problem was is that my eardrums are not vibrating the way they should Mm. and therefore sound isn't bouncing off of them correctly right and that's why i get muffled hearing well now it sounds like it's got an I mean, it sounds like it's more in place. Like, it's not vibrating at all. That's not good. We need vibration. Good vibrations, man. That's you, what I need. need. I need good vibrations. You do. You do. And uh, we hope to get you those uh, very soon so you can hear all the wonderful frequencies, both treble and bass and mid-range. Uh, I and- never wanted more to be all about that bass. <laughs> and treble. You would like the treble, too. And treble, too. No, right. no discriminating against treble. Good point. Good point. Um, well, yeah, we certainly hope you get some uh, relief in the coming days, so that the you know doing something like this and listening to all this music is uh, at least a little more pleasurable. 
Jesus, so. this is yeah. So I was I had picked up. Uh, I had told you I had, I had been hunting down some old Trent Reznor music, and so he was in a band called The Innocent back in the early '80s, and it is. It's like AR rock. It's it's completely unrecognizable as a Trent Reznor band, certainly. Um, but I can't really evaluate it to see if it's any good because I can't hear it properly. And it's just, it's pissing me off. I searched for this thing for years to mm -hmm. find an affordable copy. And now I can't even listen to it properly. Mm -hmm. Like if this, it, I'm telling you right now, if this is anything permanent and they can't reverse it, you best bet there's a lawyer coming. Because this uh, is, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm, 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 you know, that's the worst case scenario. Um, but no, you, you have screwed with my like lifestyle right now. Like, yeah. I'm, it's, it's painful. And I, and more importantly, I can't listen to music right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Priorities, buddy. Priorities. All right. Well, let's hope we don't go down that, uh, path, uh, the litigious path. Um, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that because I'm uh, angry today sure. over a lot of things. I and, understand but why you'd be angry over this. I, it, I'm not a sue happy guy, but oh, uh, if you, if, if my way of life and my enjoyment of music uh, changes, oh, uh, Dude, and not naturally. I yeah. can only imagine. Like, I get pissed when I get a head cold and I get congestion that muffles my hearing. It like concerns me, and so I can only imagine. Um. The, the the sort of feeling of this so absolutely just let's see this through and and hope that it uh you get some relief very very soon so you can hear all the wonderful new stuff that we've got we've got i mean good lord you've got 200 something records you've listened to this year we'd like you to be able to hear all the frequencies yeah it would be nice um and we've got you know some first listens we're starting to get into that time of the year now where people are actually releasing things we want to hear um and in fact this week we got two we got two that we're gonna get to two from some notable names some heavy hitters uh, yep. and then we'll get to a uh to a song exchange of which i am proud and happy to say that i have all 2024 songs oh nice so, yeah, okay i right. do not i do not loser no i'm just joking of course it's totally understandable that you would be bringing stuff in from 23 because we're barely out of january and there's we're still ramping up Right, but I, just, I happen to hit a good pocket, so we'll get to that a little later in the program. But before we do, uh, a couple things to chat about. Bastard number one's gonna recap us with his uh, his little album process uh, or, or uh, his list that he's keeping of everything that he's listened to this year. Uh, but I did want to start off with uh, what I teased at the end of last week's program. For those of you loyal listeners, remember the very end of the show? I said I found an article and I was gonna save it until next week. And it's not at all what I thought it was going to be. No, so, okay. it is not. Uh, but it, it did drop. Um, well, the timestamp didn't drop during the show, but I became aware of it during the show as I was just browsing, like during play song playback and stuff. And uh, you mean to say you weren't paying full attention to me and my music? I uh, it probably was during my own song. So, oh, um, so I was completely thrown by this headline, which reads. Will I Am announces Sirius XM show with AI co-host. Uh, oh, with AI co-hosts. Correct. Wow, that's different. So Will I Am has announced that he will be launching an AI-themed radio show on Sirius XM. It's going to be called Will I Am presents the FYI show. 
It will debut on yeah, I know January twenty fifth and air weekly at nine p.m. I uh, not I, that's what I was just immediately as I said that I started to ask myself where is it? I don't know where that fits, but I don't see a channel listed. But anyway, uh, it's Will I Am is joined by his AI co-host named QD dot PI QDPI. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here's a quote, and it's a quote. I didn't want to just do a traditional show. I wanted to bring tomorrow close to today. And so I wanted to have my co-host be an AI. I am ultra-freaking colorful and expressive. Cutie Pie is ultra-freaking factual and analytical. And that combination... We ain't seen in the history of freaking broadcasts anywhere. End quote. <laughs> this sounds so idiotic. Cutie Pie even answered a couple of questions, apparently, in oh, this press release. So here's, here's the AI DJ's response. says, my ability to quickly access and process information is definitely one of the unique advantages that I bring to the show. I can provide quick insights and context on a wide range of topics and people which can be really valuable in a live conversation. It definitely sets me apart from a traditional host who will need to do a lot of research and prep work in advance. <laughs> First of all, cutie pie sounds a little more lucid than will. I am does. Yeah. Second of all, Jesus Christ. Are we in the worst timeline here? Like this is, these are the end times. This is like book of revelations type stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sorry though. You got to get on board with AI. Obviously, this is going to take over the world. I'm not. I'm, I mean, if it could be president, I'd vote for it. I mean, it's a better Jesus. choice than, than whatever we've got up there now. Did Terminator not teach you anything? No, apparently not. I guess. Uh, will I am? My goodness, though, this is an AI co-host. Yep. I mean, that's ridiculous. The first show, uh, the guests are going to be Recording Academy CEO Harvey Mason Jr. and Exhibit shout out exhibit we can't just make exhibit ai yeah and it says the cutie pie technology is powered by fyi and this is the this is talk about burying the lead in the article uh it's powered by fyi an ai app that will i am helped launch last year oh and you go oh here we go so it's some tech startup that he's sort of an investor or a celebrity spokesperson for and now this show is like a giant commercial it's an infomercial for his product oh my god um nah. yeah it's uh pretty pretty awful next next neil young is gonna get a pono show <laughs> i would listen to that would you all it does is play the seven songs that are on pono just constantly mm -hmm. wait there's uh, uh, maybe there isn't even seven anymore. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. If you are interested next, uh, what wait, actually it's this week, right? Uh, 20, what was the date I said? 20, it? 25. It's tomorrow. Well, we're recording on the 24th. So it's, uh, oh. when, when this show, uh, drops, which will be tomorrow, the 25th, uh, you could at nine o'clock listen to this AI show, or you could just listen to us two real people, um, with, uh, you know, curating this music for you. Well, and the worst part is, if this goes well, you know the next artist to do this is going to be Kanye. 
Yeah, but he'd have to find like an anti-Semitic uh, or racist um, oh. uh, AI to put on his stem player. And yeah, use he would it, only. Uh, yeah, he split would split apart the the audio tracks. He would only, you know, do uh, an AI that's like loyal to Hitler or something. Um, goodness. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I don't know about this. I really don't. And then I, and then I look on the side of my my sidebar because my feed here is updated and there's a new article that wasn't here last week when i opened this and it says billy joel teases first new music in 17 years yes. and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna leave the car running in the garage with the uh exhaust going and i'm just gonna <laughs> breathe deeply i know that isn't exciting to you but it is definitely exciting for me it is going to be awful and you know it there's no oh. way this can be good I- i'm not necessarily saying it's going to be good i didn't ever i didn't say that how could this by the way he looks bad he looks like he looks like he's rotting well he does say uh that it is a very traditional billy joel song and frankly as uh, i don't want a modern billy joel song you don't want uh billy joel uh uh, via kim gordon noise uh trap noise and no and, Bill, and Billy's not Eldon. He cannot put out an album with Dua Lipa, do the you know, and and uh, and make it big. Well, no, because no, because he would be seen as a fraud. Because Elton never went away. That's the reason why I've never been able to miss Elton John is because the dude never goes away. Billy Joel went away from making albums, but he never really went away either. No, he just went. He just continued to do the uh, uh, the 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 nostalgia circuit, and I guess the well, failed. Well, because he was uh, smart, because he knew he couldn't write anything that was going to make any money anymore. Was it that, or was it his ego? Because didn't he want to get into classical music, and then that failed? And then he did, and then. Well, uh, I did. He want to get into classical, or did he happen to do a classical record? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't know enough about that. I just Billy Joel is. He's one of those hot takes that I I I just can't. I've never been able to. There's a handful of tracks. But I've never gotten the. I don't understand how huge he is, um, and he is. I'm not. Yeah, there's no denying I, that. There's no denying like him. how gigantic he is and how well loved and revered and all that. I just I don't get him. He's like the one. Like there are people who are like I, I don't. It. I don't get Springsteen. I don't get whatever. Billy Joel's that guy for me. I just don't get it. And that's fine. You don't have to get him. Nope. Nope. But I'm certainly <laughs> going to listen to this because the I, show i was at was fantastic i was going to order the seven inch because i figured owning a physical piece of this would be kind of cool um it's like 26 dollars for a seven inch 26 dollars for one song yeah for and it's the same song on both sides one side is the trap noise remix ah, shut up featuring denzel curry and uh Jesus. who else yeah that's a bit my that, that's exorbitant these vinyl prices are out out of control 25 bucks for one song dude yep it better be the greatest song of all time or it better be billy joel featuring cutie pie Uh all right here we go bastard number one is going to catch us up on his uh what progress he's made in his in his big old list that you can't see i can see it but uh you you this is another exciting one i'm sure and hopefully everybody can just pick this up i'm not going to go through everything you know i just will recap since we started you challenged me to write down everything that i'm listening to and it actually is is kind of interesting because i always estimated by the end of the year i've listened to whatever a thousand records i've listened to this many songs and it's just all been an estimate it's no longer going to be an estimate. Am I really going to know? And I'm on pace to hit a lot of records because I'm now through 185 records, and it's January 24th as we're recording this. The thinnest 
besides December, the thinnest period of the year. So you've got the, yeah. the meat of the year. You're going to blow that number, these numbers way up. Yeah. So um, last week, I listened, or this past week. So from when did we record the show last week? Tuesday, Tuesday. right? Tuesday, the normal Tuesday. We're recording on a Wednesday this week. So from Wednesday through this Wednesday, so a full seven days, I listened to 91 records. I tried listening to 91 records. I aborted nine of them. All right. So I listened to, I listened to what, 82 records total. Um, I got two tens out of the mix. Um, uh, Holy beginning is the end by roots of ascendant is a, is a metal record, uh, a, a black, uh, progressive black metal record. Um, really quirky, really interesting and, 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 uh, different for the genre, which is very rare. Um, so that's the second metal record that I've given a 10 and, uh, the other 10 is coming up soon. So we'll leave it. Uh, yeah, that was a shock, but a pleasant we'll shock. Leave, we'll leave it be for a second. Um, then, and, and in this section, in these, uh, 91 albums, I actually came up with two songs, uh, that are now in my, uh, potential end of year, uh, top 24 advent calendar list. So I, I keep a, a running, a playlist of all the songs that could possibly hit my top 24. And then as the. Uh, months go on. Once I hit 24 and I add more, I start sequencing and dropping things and stuff like that. So you just keep it always at 24. Um, so 91 albums, 82 fully listened to, two tens and two songs added to the best of 2024 possibility. So uh, pretty, pretty good week. Yeah. All things considered for us for a slow, a generally on the surface, slow January week. Yep. Not bad. Not and, and nothing with a title of wig busting a dangle delight simulation that embodies natural hyper something other. Yeah, no, we don't need <laughs> to do that. That from again. last week. Yeah, no. No, uh, and I do, I do enjoy uh, noting your abortions on here because they're uh, they're rare. Uh, you know, you'd think for listening to uh, as much as you do uh, that there'd be four, uh, way more abortion, but there isn't. There isn't. Uh, I try to give everything a good shot. Um, and there is more abortions because what, what I've been doing is what I was doing last year was I was listening to like the first samples of the first two tracks. And if I liked either one of them, I downloaded the record. Now I'm just looking at them and going, all right, this looks like something I like and I'll download it. And so I start out blindly. So I'm probably going to get a little more uh, aborted records this year. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm listening to a lot more metal this year than I did last year. And some of those are just, uh, you know, un unbearable. <laughs> but you know what? One wasn't unbearable. Apparently, the new record entitled Bukaki of Souls from Suicide Circle oh, was not unbearable. That, it was not unbearable. So let me hold on. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> Suicide Circle Bukaki of Souls. Let's see. Um, <laughs> where, it's, what it's number is 14. that? Oh, number 14. Okay. Um, four, no, oh, yes, yes. The 14th record I listened to. Uh, no, I gave that a seven. Yeah, no, I just I just enjoy scanning this because I obviously don't see everything. I have not read it line by line and remembered everything. So sometimes I just scan it and see what I've missed. And some of these metal bands and the album titles are just incredible. Um, and this, you know, like seeing Funeral Vomit is great. Um, and this one, I just happened to my I just happened to immediately go to Bukaki of Souls, and I love it. Well, and, and in this in this, um, I, I did get a. Uh, uh, a juggalo a band, the super famous fun time guys. Oh, really? Uh, with, their, with their album, uh, I'll tell you when I want to laugh by laughing. <laughs> I gave that a four and a half. Not, not, not very good out of ten. Um, 
And I did actually like a record from Little Dicky, which is surprising. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is a uh, that was a little sh- uh, a little su- shocking, I suppose. Uh, not so big into the sexual perverts, though. Only a five. Well, you you got to tell me what line these are on. Oh, There's sorry, so many records. Ninety three. Ninety three. All right, let me look at ninety three. That was last week. I know. I'm. Ju- I said I'm just scanning it. I'm looking at these names. They're trem- if you are, right, fine. I'll look at the ones you just did. No, sex, um, sex maniac forever by sexual perverts was a was a five. Not not great. I, however, did I did like um the uh, probation meeting mutilation by necrophilic beatdown. I mean, that's a metal band name if I've ever heard one. Oh, I love metal band names, and people people always talk about them like you know they're um, uh, you know just dumb ass beatdown guys. There's a lot of really smart and funny things here, and words I've never heard of. Now, granted, they probably looked them up in the dictionary. Oh, Oh, one hundred and ten percent. But still, it's it's you know necrophilic beatdown with the probation meeting mutilation. It takes some kind of creativity to come up with that. Or a thesaurus, but yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. I support it. I may not like listening to the music, but I love reading the names and uh, and seeing these song titles and band names. So good on you. Let's see what next week brings, how many more we'll add to it. But before we get to that, we, get, we still have a whole show to do here. We got to talk about the first listen from this past Friday and two marquee uh, acts from our... Uh, you know, our is it our prime? Am I saying that our our formative years? What are we? How are we catching this uh, again? Uh, I don't know those nineties, early two thousands, like those. That's kind of where guess we're you could call formative years. I mean, this was we always said it was during the years that we were uh, in the music director's office at WTSR. Yeah, and so I would call that my formative years. Yeah, I suppose these bands certainly existed. That I don't know that they were well. One of them wasn't putting out their best stuff. At least for me, at least at my time, uh, for the first band, but for the second one was still in their imperial phase, I believe. But uh, yeah, we're going to get to new music from Green Day and Slater Kenny this week, who just released a brand new records this past Friday. Mass number one's going to tell us all about them. In fact, one of them really wow. freaking good. Well, yeah, and so um, so we'll start with Green Day. Um, I you know I don't know when when. When critics review bands that are this well-known, I never know if I can trust any of them or not mm-hmm. in reality. Because I read initially before the album came out that there was a return to form. You know, this is the best album they've made since American Idiot. And that that doesn't set the bar very high. I mean, look, when, when you talk about Green Day, for me, I've, I've always liked Green Day. Me too. Um, but American Idiot to me was the last good album they made. Correct. I think... Uh, like I can't remember one song off Uno Dos Trey, like not one song off a three disc album. That's that's sad. Um, the that, next that means records, that is a worse hit to miss ratio than Use Your Illusion one and two, which well, I yeah. always which I always hold up as the example of like the bloat. You know, like yeah, is, but I can remember all those songs. I can remember well, you all can those remember songs. all of them, including the bad ones. But they were they were good songs amongst the bloat. Oh, yeah, Uno Dos Trace yielded nothing not i remember it's just trey it's not Trey's. sorry because trey is the drummer yeah, yeah 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 get it get it um but anyway the next two records like father of all motherfuckers and what was the previous one revolution radio yeah um father and, of all was awful they were it well, was awful 
I didn't think they were awful. I just thought they were paint by numbers, right? Um, and so I read that this one was a return to form from some people, and it was great. And I read from other ones that this was just another paint by numbers Green Day record. And I can't tell what's real and what's people just being bitter. Like you don't want to give them praise because they're Green Day, or you do want to give them praise because they're Green Day. Mm -hmm. So these are the records I just have to judge for myself. Um, and I know that everybody out there is going to absolutely fucking hate this record because I fucking love it. And that's the only way it works around here, right? Everything uh, that tends I love, to be the trend, yeah. The, the trend is that everybody else seems to hate it. Now, you said that you're going to see Green Day in I concert. Am. I am. Which, which as, as, as you know, and for everybody else, if they hadn't heard, they're going to play Dookie and American Idiot in full along with so others. So psyched. And it's psyched. interesting, too, because um, uh, what's his name? Mike Dirt came out and said, oh, that's about 90 minutes of music. For Dookie and American Idiot in full? Well, they're chopping some songs somewhere. American Idiot's an hour by itself. Yeah, but uh, Dookie's a half an hour. Well, okay. I still that's there. That's tight. Ninety minutes for that, though. That's like. I mean, I think like, I, like in I, and out. I think he means ninety minutes of of the songs. I mean, I don't think he means like the pauses or the banter or the hey Philadelphia that kind of stuff. I I I, I tend to agree with that. Maybe he's slightly underestimating it, but those Dookie is short as hell. Um, I am amped about this because my biggest fear when we bought the tickets, because Green Day's a bucket list band. I'm just I'm at that point okay. now where I'm going to see the bands that I've never seen before because I don't know when they're going to stop, when somebody's going to die, etc. And I've I've told this story before. I've been I was burned with Tom Petty and some others where I'm like I made that I made the decision not to see them and I've regretted it ever since. So I'm making it a point to go see people that I've never seen. Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, the Linda Lindas. They're coming to um, uh, Citizens Bank Park. Uh, I was like, sure, I'll go see that fun night out. Green Day, I'm sure I'll get the hits, whatever. And then I hear they're putting out a new record, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, are they on the promo tour for this, and I'm going to get a whole bunch of new songs, and it's going to be super awkward. And then, like, the Dookie box set, and you start hearing these rumblings, and then that announcement came out, and, man, I could not have been happier to hear that and then to hear on top of that from you and other people that the green day record is great it's like so if oh, they if they you heard it from other people i've read other reviews and things that have said it's very good yeah Woo, and so good. so for them to be slogging this record and if they're going to drop in a couple of new ones they might actually be worthwhile so this could be like a prime green day set right could be just really could really be. good stuff i'm i'm so amped for that yeah, uh, you know what? And, and so I've, I, like I said, I've always liked Green Day. Even even the bad records I've listened to. Uh, my my favorite record is neither American Idiot or Dookie, which is most people's mine. Uh, favorite uh, mine, mine is Warning. Oh no, not mine. mine I is... love Warning. I mean, they they did a Green Day sound, but they did it almost acoustic, and not acoustic versions of their songs, but actual original songs. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I I love that sound from them. I thought that was their most coherent record. I love it. I mean, I love Dookie. I love American Idiot because um, they, they with American Idiot at least they rewrote their their model. And so what I'll, I I'm I'm very curious if you get the same reaction as I do. Now you have to listen to the whole thing. We're gonna play four today. I usually play three, but they're short songs, and I could have picked anything on this record. I had such a hard time narrowing it down because this was 
one of my three tens of the year so far. That's how good I think this is. I would put this up there with Dookie. I would put this up there with American Idiot if those are your tens. I still like Warning better, but this is as good as it gets for them. And what I will say is, to me, there's it is absolutely 100% a Green Day record. You cannot mistake Green Day for anyone else on here, except you have pretty much all their different styles that they've went through. We have the old school dookie sound. We have the new school that they've got a little more melodic with, but it's still punk. We've got a rock sound. We've got some slight ballads here or there, sort of like a, you know, um, uh, sort of like the American idiot type sound where you got a little bit almost like strings or orchestral. Um, and it, and there's little twists and turns here and there. So it kind of makes it all interesting it's not one note like Father of All or Revolution Radio. It's it's not challenging, but it's ultimately fun because it's Green Day with a twist. Right? Does that make any sense mm -hmm. before you hear it? I guess. Okay. It does. So so I'm gonna play four different style songs from them. Again, you're gonna hear Green Day in all of them. It's unmistakable. But but these four are super exciting to me. So I thought let, let, let's try the four styles. So we'll, we're going to start with what I think is the closest thing on the record to Dookie that's outside of the single. So the, the first single was, um, how's it called? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I forget what the single's called. Um, is it One-Eyed Bastard? No, no that's oh, the second one. Uh, American Dream? American is Dream killing is Killing Me. That that just is typical Green Day. Right? Not a bad song at all, but typical Green Day. This one sounds like a throwback almost to the Dookie era, just with a little bit more modern touch. Um, so I, I wanted to start with this one. It's called 1981. It's the first track off the first listen of Green Day's new record, Saviors. She's gonna bang
right, there it is, 1981. Brand new music from Green Day, though. You would be, uh, you would not be um, blamed if you thought that that was old Green Day or older Green right? Day. I would right? The only, the only piece that I would say uh, to me is the way he does his vocals. Like I feel like he didn't do that, uh, like doubling of the vocals a little bit. His his vocals were a little raw and more upfront and a little unpolished on some of the earlier ones. So it sounds a little slicker, but the speed of it, the fact that it doesn't have any of that extra stuff that Green Day has kind of filled um, filled their sound in with. You know, it's yep. it was punk guitar, bass, drums, him. Yeah, strip away some of the production on his vocal, and that's that's straight out of nineteen ninety five. Okay, good. And so you like it? Absolutely. All right. So that's a good start, right? I just don't so, like it when they. When, I don't like it when they screw with the formula. I, I'm not a huge fan of the. Now, granted, I'm going to see them live, and so I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. But like the expanding the band, right, with the extra auxiliary musicians and having the more complex arrangements, and then doing the more acoustic songs, and the 21 Guns, and the, like, I don't need all that stuff. Like, I don't need all that gaga. Just stick to Billy, Trey, Mike, right? Those simple. So that's all I need. And so when I'm hearing that, oh, I'm going to go just get, I'm going to get Dookie in full, that's perfect. A song like that, perfect. Okay. In, out. Now, now you're telling me some of these other ones are going to have some of that, those other garnishes, so be it. A little, um, a little bit, but it's not the full song. Good. All right. So let's go to what I'm calling the new school punk. So it's, it's still a Green Day sound, and it's, it's throwback lyrics. So it's, it's certainly old time lyrics. The song is called Bobby Socks, for Christ's sakes. I mean, uh, so you're getting that, that old, old kind of vibe in the lyrics, but you're getting sort of the, the, the Green Day punk that is a little bit more melodic, and sort of like their later period. Um, which kind of fits in nicely here. Real good song. Again, Bobby Socks is the name of the song. The second track we're going to play from uh, Green Day New Record, Savior. Do you want to be my girlfriend? I'll take you to a movie that we've already seen. Or sit at home and Boyfriend 
some punk rock in there. Music from Green Day. Track called uh, Bobby Socks. Uh, but I'd be lying if I didn't say I heard a little Weezer in there. And oh. uh, damn okay. it if Green Day not doing Weezer better than Weezer does Weezer at this point. Like that is totally a song that Weezer should be doing. Um, that was really good. It's two for two, man. Good. It's really fantastic. Good. This is just making me so much more excited for that sweaty August night uh, at the bank. It's, uh, it's so be great. maybe maybe for the first time ever, I'm going to say a record is really really good, and yeah, I'm actually going to be right about it. Is that what you're saying? Um, maybe I bet if we went through the uh, the annals of time, we would find something uh, that you were in agreement. It just seems the perception is that you always kind of go the other way, but. No, no, I think, I mean, we're broken well, clock. I, I also tend to like the albums, like historically, if you look back, I kind of like the Misfit albums. Mm-hmm. Now, the ones in the middle that are not quite the sound of the band, like Corn when they don't sound like Corn. And the albums I like, yeah, you know, that doesn't really flow. Really. You're like, Corn did a dubstep record. I love it. 10 out of 10. I, and I did. I did give it a 10 out of 10, but I did love it. Anyway, we're going to play two more. So right. now we're going to get to the strip the punk away, give a full Green Day rock song. Let's go Corvette Summer next. What does that mean? Is this Green Day do butt rock? No, no, no. It's still a Green Day song. You're going to recognize the sound. Yeah. It's just the, it, it's not as punk as the other one, certainly. It seemed yeah. more like a straightforward rock song. All right. Here it is. Corvette Summer from Green Day. Their new album is called Saviors. It's out right now. It's really good. Uh, check this out. DBC First Listen.
music from Green Day. New stuff from the album Saviors. Really good. I see what you mean by the uh, uh, rock track. Because you really can't do a punk rock track with a cowbell. Yeah. It just really doesn't work. Just really, really good. And I got to tell you, like, you know how uh, with stocks, the whole thing is, you know, kind of weighting things out, buying something low and then selling it high. And you got to do it at the right sure. moment. It's all about strategizing. I feel like that with going to see Green Day because what if I'd pulled the trigger on Green Day and they were in the middle of the Uno Dos Trey run up or that Revolution Radio or any of that like not only are they doing the classic records but they're writing this and this is phenomenal like I would have been happy to see them play a show and this be the driving force like the new stuff it's that good yeah, you don't want to you don't want to bury this. Uh, really, really good. Unfortunately, stuff. you're not going to get a whole lot from this record if they are probably not. They're, they'll do, no. they'll throw the one or two tracks, and most likely one of them is going to be a single that we've heard. Yeah, um, and, and nothing wrong with that, but I think the singles aren't the the star of the show here. Right. Yeah, these are really good. So, and let's do one more a, a unique uh, a unique four bagger here, a grand slam, so to speak, of a mm. songs from Green Day. And uh, move to what I uh, what I would determine is the mid tempo um, song for them. So the uh, very melodic, very mid tempo, um, and sort of fits with later period Green Day. What you'd expect from uh, one of the mid tempo songs on, say, like American Idiot or Twenty First Century Breakdown, something like that. All right, check it out. Good night, Adeline, uh, from Green Day and their new album, Saviors. Do it tomorrow I'm sick and bed again 
There it is, your final track from the new Green Day album entitled Saviors. Good night, Adeline. The uh, as best number one described the mid, the melodic mid tempo track, the one that it would be cousins with uh, Twenty One Guns or Wake Me When September Ends or something like that. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Not not my favorite. Uh, that's never been my favorite lane of Green Day when they uh, when they happened upon uh, Time of Your Life. That was kind of when they discovered that, like, oh, we can do these songs too. And for someone like me, it was like, oh, but I like the fast stuff. So not bad, but certainly the weakest of the bunch. But those first three, uh, see, those first, I don't think it's the weakest of the bunch. I think it's a really good song. But okay, yeah, that's wait, fine. you think it's the best of the f- four? No, I didn't say it was. I said it was a really good song. I didn't okay. say it was the best of the four. No. Okay, yeah, no, I, th- I definitely think it's the weakest of the four because the first three were all like impeccable. So See, I just don't have a weak moment on the record. I think the whole record's fantastic. So. Okay, well, I'm gonna probably give it a listen on my commute tomorrow because you've sold me on it enough. So uh, check out the new Green Day record, Saviors, if you're interested, and uh, they're playing in the bank in August if you want to see them. Uh, sounds like it'll be a good show whether this features or not who knows but you, hopefully you, it does you you do know that we're on a podcast that goes global right yes just wanted to make sure you. i also it. know that no one in malaysia listens to this so we're good <laughs> but thanks for the tip hey who knows man well, uh, we could be who, I, who knows I've got all kinds, who knows all kinds. i know oh you do know oh you can look at that oh man i'm pretty sure no one in all malaysia right. That's my next goal, tagging tagging like fans of podcasts in Malaysia on Facebook. Next week, CBC Song Exchange, Malaysia edition. All That's right. All all Asian songs. That's what I want to do. All right. All right bar, is around the, bar is for everyone. Sounds good to me. All right. So the next record we're going to do is the new record from uh, uh, Sleater Kinney. Mm-hmm. So... You know more about Slater Kinney than I do, and very honestly, I mean. So Slater Kinney is, yeah, they're they were mainstays of the indie rock scene when I, especially when I got. If we're talking about TSR as like the framing sort of time, they were in their imperial phase when I got in there. I got one record, I think, one beat came out while I was there. Tremendous stuff. Um. I saw them at a, the sweatiest concert I've ever been to was them playing in an, in a ballroom, uh, like with a hardwood floor, uh, in sweltering wet. like they were having to throw water from the stage, like oh. onto people. And then it would steam. Like oh, when wow. it hit, it was, there was just like a fog, like oh, hanging wow. in the room. Um, it was okay, disgusting. It was disgusting. It is by far the hottest show. My friend and I that went still talk about it to this day. Uh, great show, but that they were on their like farewell tour when we saw them. And I was like, Oh, Slater Kinney's going away. And they did, they disappeared for a while. Uh, that was 2005, the woods. They went away for 10 years. Carrie Brownstein had another band. She became a TV star, Portlandia, um, uh, you know, there's some other side things got back in 2015, put out a pretty serviceable record 2019s where things start to kind of falter for them a little bit. Cause they, uh, do the center won't hold, um, with St. Vincent causes tension in the band. The drummer leaves and if they become a two piece, um, and then 2021, they put out a record and it was probably the first record in their career that people just savaged. Like really? just did not like Path of Wellness. It's that. really not good, and uh, and that led to this new one called Little Rope, 
which just came out to be met by me with a with really a shrug like my buddy who i went to that show with when they announced this record texted me he's like oh boy there's another slater kenny record coming out and we're just sort of like really uh, yeah it's 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 so different than the way we felt in like 97 99 2002 yeah, when those records came out yeah. so i have read some things that have said this is better than the last one but I'm really going into this with a tent, like with a, I'm super tentative about this. Yeah. And I don't remember the last one. I mean, I've listened to them all. I just don't remember I them. I saw so I them. Know. I saw them on the tour. They played with, uh, uh, Wilco and, and it was just, they were fine, but it was like, fine was never, a was never what you associated with Slater Kenny. It, they were always just ferocious and it was great and energetic and they were just, it felt like going through the motions and the new songs were blah. And so I just, I, I'm really hoping that this is a, a little bit of a step up, but I've got really low expectations for it. Well, here's what I will say is it's not a bad record, but it's slightly one dimensional. Okay. Um, the three songs you're going to hear all follow the same general pattern, which is, Starts off kind of slow and dark, picks up pace a little bit, then drops back to the slow, dark sound of Sleater Kinney. Um, and pretty much the whole record um, follows this pattern. And there's slight deviations. There's some rockier songs on there. Um, but the these ones kind of, uh, the three I picked are my three favorite songs. But I think you're going to hear that that, pattern that i just mentioned and not much difference between the the the, the whole record from I mean, track to track to I be mean, fair they were they were never the most dynamic in terms of variety slater kenny had a sound they just did it really well but it, so I, I would say if you like literally any of these songs i'll like, like the, the record. record okay all right all so right. Let, let's know. let's let's start off with the the song that they led the album off with uh called hell here it is, new Slater Kenny on the DBC First Listen.
Music from Slater Kinney. The song was called Hell. You can find that on the uh, brand new Little Rope record, uh, which they just put out last Friday. Um, Corinne Tucker is a vocal powerhouse. She blows it out of the water on the on the chorus. The verses are really just the they just it's so plodding. And if that's if it's more of that what you're saying, that kind of just like molasses sort of and then it just sort of explodes like this might be a bit of a slog to get through i need a little more energy out of the gate yeah and that was the that was the first song too yeah i know not a i mean maybe i mean if it's a tone setter if that's what you're going for um you know and i'm I'm seeing some is it a tone setter hmm that's a i it it sets something yeah, I mean, I mean, some some records are saying that uh, some reviews rather. I'm just skimming some stuff about it, and they're kind of talking about how you know maybe this is a conscious effort on their part to not be doing the Slater Kinney of old because they're not Slater Kinney anymore. With one of the main members, they were a trio. You know, when you have a trio and one piece goes, 33 percent of the band is gone. Um, and to not try to replicate that without her there, um. Maybe that's what this is. Just we're kind of doing a different thing, and maybe it's on me to not be expecting the Slater Kenny of old. That's uh, possible. It's possible. But it's good well, to hear her voice is held up because again, that's a, her voice is a weapon, and she can still get up there and, and hit those notes. And yeah, good good stuff. Well, we're gonna play two more. I really right. don't have a whole lot to say about these two because uh, you're gonna find I think uh, much of the same. A little bit different song, but same kind of concept. Uh, we're gonna go with the next one called Crusader. Destroy the world's end. 
Music from Slater Kenny. Song is called Crusader. A uh, little more energy in that one, right? It start from the get-go. It, well, it starts got that. It's got it, that. The drum beat comes in right from the. Uh, sure, but that's still that's not that much more energy. I mean, really, come on. I mean, it didn't have the verse. The verse of Hell is very much a slog, and then it booms in the chorus. This one at least has some kind of a pulse at okay. the beginning. The other thing about it is you can definitely hear the lingering impact of St. Vincent on this one. Um, and I still feel like that might have been the thing that split the band up. Um, seemed like that was... Because Janet Weiss left a month before that record that she produced came out. Who leaves okay. a month before the record? Like, you recorded it, you finished it, you're in the press photography for it, and then you leave before it drops... Like that's that tells me like not happy with the product, not happy with what was going on, and you could hear a little bit in that with the synth stuff, with sort of the the uh, an electronic drum beat, not so much the Janet Weiss drum beat. So I liked okay. it, but again, it 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 has such a legacy. The old Slater Kenny, this just can't compete with. Whereas the Green Day, that stuff I feel like can hang, right? Okay, it sounds as good as the old stuff. All right, so try one more. One more. Let's see. See if you get to say a similar vibe, and if you like this one, uh, let's do a song called Untidy Creature. Locked up tight 
That is the uh, third and final song from uh, the Slater Kinney record that we're going to listen to uh, on this show. That song is called Untidy Creature. Also happened to be the third and final single off of, well, I guess final single. I don't know if they're going to release any others, but. Oh, I didn't know it was a single. It was the third, yeah. Um, and uh, good. I like that one. It matches the. I like the chorus. Yes. It, I like the whole thing. It had a consistent groove, felt organic. Great vocal performance. Um, That's my favorite song on the record. I think it probably is the best of the three. Um, weird that it's tucked at the end of the record, literally the last track. Weird spot to put that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that ends on a good note for me. I, I will definitely listen to it maybe tomorrow as well with Green Day. Green Day certainly gets the the priority position, but um, sure, I, I want it to be good. I, I really do love them, and... They had such a great legacy, and I don't want to see them like wrecking it by putting out just super mediocre to subpar records. So um, I'm pulling for you, Slater Kenny. You're so damn likable. Uh, what do we have next week? What, what's uh, potentially uh, on the horizon? Oh, am I supposed to be preparing that stuff? Oh, no, I don't. Well, we used to do that. I mean, we've, we've done that before. I, I did notice, um, so I, we had a full slate this week, right, with Green Day and Slater Kenny, and so I don't think we could have afforded another one, but there was one artist in there. I know you listened to it because it's on your list. It was one that was supposed to come out last year, and you weren't originally familiar with it from the 90s. It was Black Grape. Um, oh, par- yeah. Apparently Black you liked Grape. it. Uh, it was interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely interested. Inter- I'm interested to listen to that one because I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, really? They're still going? That's still a thing? Well, and this is the uh, this is the second album since they reformed, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it, it's been a long time between records. There was a there was a spot in the middle where they just it was like they t- might have been might have been twenty years, fifteen years. It might have been. It, it, it possibly could have been. Um, no, I listened to it. And I thought about it, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't think it fit well enough. Um, it wouldn't have and, mattered. And two two records with two this much stuff is enough. But it is a it's an interesting record. So it's. Um, it's got that '90s um, European dance vibe, Madchester scene thing. It's got some rap. I mean, it's it's certainly rapish. Um, it's a very interesting record. Um, it's good. It's dated is dated as hell though. 
Uh, it's pretty dated. Yeah, I would imagine. I can't, that, that was that's the thing. I couldn't imagine they're a band that I couldn't imagine sounding anything el- else like what they sounded like in 1995. But see, my my benefit here is I don't remember what they sounded like in 1995. Gotcha. But yeah. I, I will tell you, I I did like the record. Okay. Um, what did I give it? Um, like a seven or something. Seven or eight. Give it a seven. Seven out of ten. So yeah, that's not bad. No, I gave it an eight. Wow. Look at you. I mean, I, I like the record. Um, does it fit the show? Certainly not. But I'm curious to see what you think of it. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a look. So there is a, as far as I know, there is a new Alkaline Trio record next week. Ooh, I have not. Or this week, I guess. Not heard much from them in a long time, right? Because the dude went and joined Blank, right? Wasn't yeah. that... Uh... I think so. That's right. I think so. So uh, that's coming out. I don't know what else is coming out. I got to look at the list and see what's built. So I put together a, a list of, of records that were coming out, but I did it like, uh, you know, over the holiday break. Mm-hmm. And and I think the list is probably built in a little bit more because I know we've got a Jay Massis record um, coming on, on February 2nd. We've got KMFDM coming. Um, uh, we got a, everybody's waiting for the Jesus and Mary Chain record. I am very much look. Have you heard any of the pre-releases off of that? Nope. That that might be good. That might be a nice okay. uh, return to form type thing. T- the week. So so far, the week I'm looking forward to is going to be a a, a a combo of what I think is going to be an excellent record and an absolute shit show, which is March 15th. The new Lenny Kravitz. I heard the first single, and the first single is friggin' awesome. From Lenny Kravitz. So you never know how you're going to go. You say all, and it could go full or some. Yeah. Um, Lenny Kravitz is awesome. And the other one is the new record from Scott Stapp. (laughs) Holy Jesus. Considering Uh, that they just reformed Creed, it's interesting that you're getting a Scott Stapp solo record. Do we have uh, the thing I'm looking at here for next week? Do we have a Kula Shaker record possibly coming out as well? Do we? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, okay. I see that on my, but again, my list has been known to be wrong. So, uh, but I'm seeing that, and I'm also seeing a, um, not that it's for the show, but a new Static X record. What the hell are they doing? Oh yeah, no, I did see that. I didn't put that down for the show though. No, it's not for the show. But I'm just like, really? What is Static X doing? Making new metal? I guess. What died. else would you expect them to be the, doing? A guy named Wayne Static died. How do you keep going? He was the band and the haircut. And the haircut. He was the haircut. The new guy's got the haircut too, though. Does he really? Oh, the new guy's like a a, a friggin' clone. Is his is his lesser talented brother Carl Static? Carl Static, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. All right. Well, let's uh, get out of this, and we're going to get to the final bit for this week's show, The Song Exchange, the thing you all have signed up for, right? The reason why you listen, the reason why you follow us on uh, your streaming service of choice and download the show and listen to it. I don't understand why you think that's the only reason they follow us. Come on, man. We're good. Cause it's new. Oh, we are good, but you know, we know what, we know what butters our bread here. It's the new music. People want new music. They're hungry for new music. What have we played this whole time? New, new music. Oh shit. See, I told you I was going to get on your ass tonight. God damn it. All right. Well, I told you anyway, we're going to get six new songs from your friends, the Bastards, from bands not quite as omnipresent as Slater Kenny or Green Day. So, yes, uh, that's the difference here. Yeah. Uh, three songs from each of us. Bastard number one always starts off. 
What do you got to start off with this week? Well, I'm going a slight bit eclectic this week, I think, um, with at least my first two. Maybe the third one will, uh, will will not fall into the eclectic mix. But I, I came across a bunch of interesting songs in the last uh, week or so um, in listening to so many records so so soon here. And um, came across this group, uh, Sunship Balloon. I don't know if you've heard of them or not. Um, I haven't, but... I have this gut feeling that the name came from a Flaming Lips song. Oh, um, I feel like there's a Flaming Lips song called Sunship Balloon or Sunship Balloon is in a song title. I don't know. I'll look it up while we listen. But that's, okay, so that I was my that, my immediate but... go, my immediate thought when I saw that you typed that in was that. So we're going down under for this one. I don't. I haven't hit Australia in a while. I don't know if you have this year either. No, nope. but we're back to Australia for this one. So. Um, uh, Sunship Balloon is two thirds of the group, the Wombats. So we know the Wombats, right? Uh, yes, I, I yes. brought a song from the Wombats. Yes, it's two thirds, not the singer. Singer went off, did his own thing. These guys formed um, Sunship Balloon. Just put out their second record, Real Humans. Uh, so I describe this album sort of um, like a they're they're genre hoppers, but there's a psychedelic kind of garage rock kind of feel to it. This song in particular is horny. You know, I like my oh, horny songs. Oh, okay. It's, it's perfect. I do like horns. Um, uh, it, uh, it's a very interesting and exciting record, but it is a genre hopper. But you'll see some of that psychedelic. You'll hear some of that garage rock. Uh, it's got a good melody, though, to it. Um, uh, so let, let's let's shoot for this and see what you think. A little bit different uh, from me this week, starting off with Sunship Balloon. Only asking for a friend from the new record, Real Humans. No enchanted ball Any suggestions 
Bastard number one, starting it off strong. Sunship Balloon, only asking for a friend. You can find that on the Real Humans album. Uh, strong as hell, man. Chorus is freaking phenomenal. Yeah, on that dude, one. Um, there's and- a there's a line there's a line in it too that I can't get out of my head. I don't know if you heard it, but it. I, I don't even have a spade, so how can we call it a spade? I don't know why I just can't get that out of my head, but it's a cool line. I don't know, something stuck with you about that. Uh, they did, in fact, get their name from a Flaming Lips song. Oh, okay. Because the Flaming Lips have a B-side called, ready for it, Sunship Balloons. Wow. Uh, and that is a B-side from the Yoshimi era, which uh, probably explains why I know it, because that was kind of their imperial era that I... Uh, and was, and the slight psychedelic uh, tone. Yep. Yeah. And I'm a little shocked to to hear that that wasn't the lead singer of the Wombat. I don't know why that that sounded. Maybe I'm hearing something that sounded like the Wombats to me. You said it was yeah, the Wombats, no, I, right? I, I think it's the other two. Okay. I don't know. It just sounded to me like the Wombats, but it, it's fine. I'll, it was, I'll do a I'll do a fact check while you play. Your it's song. all good, man. It was really good though. It was a really good song. I immediately down, about a minute thirty in, I had the record downloaded in my queue. So uh, good start. I'm gonna go a totally different direction. We are not being wise with our uh, travel dollars here because we're flying to beautiful Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, for a two piece noise punk band called Bronson Arm. And I told you that there was, uh, I had a really strong week um, where I just got a couple of things dropped into my feed that I really responded to. And I'm going to go through those three records this week. Uh, and one of them is this record by Bronson Arm. It is a self titled debut album. They're a two piece. Uh, so it's drums and like noisy guitar, but it's a baritone guitar. So it is uh, tuned lower than a normal guitar, but not as low as a bass. So it has this really like low end to it um, that is kind of unique. And it has a very, very, I don't know if, oh, I, I hope you'll hear it because I certainly hear it, a very sonic youth uh, quality to it. And I don't know if that's because they play with the tunings a bit, um, but there's like some sonic youth like style sort of dissonance in there. Um, and, and certainly some trap. And then the lead singer is rattling off his, um, the things that he needs to get at the CVS, 
Um, so it's right up your alley, but, uh, no, this is a really, it's a really cool record, like a noisy, they, they call it slacker psychedelic sludge is the way they yeah, describe it on there. A lot of psychedelics then, I guess. Yeah. On Well, this is different. This isn't the happy hippy dippy. This is the yelly noisy, you know, version. Uh, but anyway, this is a track from, uh, the band Bronson arm, uh, their self-titled debut came out a couple weeks ago in January and this track is called Tedious Company. Tedious Company by Bronson Arm on the DBC Song Exchange. music from the punk duo noisy punk duo bronson arm so it's called tedious company from their self-titled debut record came out a couple weeks ago on the dbc called that psychedelic interesting oh, i mean there are other spots in it that's more their word choice than mine um but a little bit of it in there um very interesting that is um that's different man that is uh and see here here's where here's where my bad hearing right now comes into play is i've got to download that and listen to it because yeah. that was very intriguing but without that bass sound mm-hmm. like i i feel like i'm missing 
something there. I really like that song. Well, again, remember like it's going to be significantly more dynamic when I listen to it. It will be, but again, keep in mind there is no bass in it. So any of oh, bass, bass ish, <laughs> bass ish frequency that you're hearing is all guitar generated. So it's like True. there, but it's not quite that like low bass that you expect. So it does have a more mid range uh, feel to it. Um, but I think that's what makes it so cool. Um, that and again, some of the like sort of dissonant guitar choices. And I don't know if that's because they're playing in alternate tunings or if that's just a. I'm not familiar enough with baritone guitars to know. Um, you know, and I know there's like seven string baritone guitars and who knows, but it's a, just a really cool sound that jumped out at me. Record is really good. Uh, so uh, do check that out uh, if you're into that uh, noisy stuff. Start off yep. strong here on the DVC Song Exchange. Where are we going to next? I don't even know how to say this. No, I'm uh, I, I'm going to take a shot at it and call the band Horsk. Horsk. H-O-R-S-K-H okay. is... I don't know how else you'd pronounce it, Horsk, but we are going from Australia to uh, what, Wisconsin? Uh, it was uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo, Michigan, all the way over to France. Mm. Um, we don't go to France too often. We don't have too many French bands uh, on this show. Um, this is a three-piece, and when I said eclectic... Um, <laughs> what the hell am I looking at here? <laughs> yep, well, this is a sound that I don't think I've ever brought. Last week, I brought a ska song, and this time, I'm going old-school industrial. Like old school danceable industrial. You'll hear it very dated, very catchy. The album is fantastic. It's their third record. It's called Body. Um, and I, it's going to, if you've ever listened, if you listen to that old school techno from the 90s um, with the dance vibe to it, like even like early ministry mm. as they were transitioning from um, new wave to, to, to industrial kind of had this vibe a little bit to it um i dig it it's probably not going to be for everyone but hey um really good record fuck them this, this fuck them all <laughs> listen to do it by horsk off their new album body
There you go. That's what horse sounds like or whatever the hell they're called. Uh, that's awesome. Song is called Do It. The record is Body. You are right on the money with ministry, man. And it's funny because we were just, I ministry got brought up in our, uh, in our text exchange talking about the Trent Reznor, uh, 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 early Trent Reznor band and kind of got me thinking about ministry this week. And then for you to drop in a, I don't want to say a ministry clone, but like very close in spots. Like he sounds like in those screamy parts, like that's Al Jurgensen. Yeah. And, and certainly, uh, Back in the day when they were more melodic, but you know, oh sure, before they before they went harsher now, you know, before it went all Psalm sixty nine and and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that was really really good. I'm d- dated as hell, but I don't care. Who cares? It is it's really good. Yeah, uh, nice stuff. All right, we are coming out strong. Um, I cannot believe that I'm going to be saying this. But my band also sounds like your band's name. So yeah, this is we again. We do not plan this. We do I, not. I just want to want to let everybody know in case they, they uh, we haven't said it before. We have a tracker that we keep just so so um, number three can prepare the songs and make sure the seamless. And all we do beforehand is write down initials of the artist and the song just for a placeholder. Yep. But we don't reveal it until the previous song is played. Yeah. So, I have no idea what was coming up. I had no idea that we were putting Horsk right behind this one. So now I purposely did it because you put your initials in first. And so I went and checked to make sure that the band that I wanted to bring wasn't the same band. Uh, There were no songs on the record that had the initials DI. So I knew I was clear. But then I thought it would be funny or cute to put both of them back to back, not knowing that your band was called Horsk and I was <laughs> going to be bringing the band Horses. Yeah, that's interesting. Who, and I'm going to blow your mind with this, are you ready? Yeah. Are also from France. No way. I swear to fucking God. It, but is it like, is it, I wonder if it's like the same dudes and it's like a remix. It or is not. A side <laughs> project. It is not. They are from, they're from Paris. Uh, they've been around since uh, uh, 2011, I believe. I was not familiar with them. They have two records out there, a quartet, indie pop, uh, that kind definitely of stuff. The, definitely no, not the same it people. It is definitely not the same people. Definitely not the same people. Uh, but they, it's pretty uh, funny, though. Yeah, I know, right? But they just put out their uh, third record called Big on uh, January 12th, um, and it's on a, a record label called Howlin' Banana, which is a pretty badass uh, record label name. Um, and it doesn't necessarily sound French though. You can hear in his, when he sings the lead singer, you can kind of hear the accent in there. I hear like a, it does, it does not sound like Bell and Sebastian, but I get Bell and Sebastian vibes in some spots on this, but a rockier version of it doesn't, not folky. It's not. Yeah. Quite as acoustic guitar stuff as that. That's kind of what I got from Horks too, a little Bell and Sebastian. A little Bell and Sebastian. Kind of, yeah, it kind of fits in there. Right. So I get that vibe from it. Um, but this it's a little indie pop with a little electronic flourishes. Anyway, I listened to this record while I was walking uh, back from Firestone after dropping my car from an oil change. And it was a very enjoyable, like, 15-minute walk uh, listening to this. It's a great record called Big. Uh, we're going to hear a track off of it called Pretty Lights of Innovation. Definitely no segue out of what we just heard, but I think a good song nonetheless. Check out the chorus. It's really good. 
Uh, my pick on the DBC Song Exchange, Horsies, with Pretty Lights of Innovation.
Music from another French band. We did a French twofer here on the DBC uh, Song Exchange, which uh, sounds like a weird sexual thing. A French twofer. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, I'm, was, uh, I'm down. I'm down for it. Though. That was Horses with Pretty Lights of Innovation. You can find that on their third uh, album called Big, which just came out uh, in early January. And as I listened to it, I heard a lot of strokes in there that I didn't hear the first time. Uh, which is what you'd be doing with uh, with the the twosome there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I guess I would. Lots of strokes. Lots of strokes. Uh, any thoughts on that? Oh, I like the song. Okay. Certainly, Re- really, um, <laughs> really different coming out of the uh, industrial. Certainly, it was. And the thing I noticed listening on head, having both headphones and not compromised hearing at the moment, you can tell which one is French, more French, very clearly. So, if you had <laughs> not told me that Horsk wasn't French. Or was French, I wouldn't have picked up on it. The right. second with headphones on and clear hearing, you can hear this dude's accent is the thickest thing. Yeah. Every word he says is like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But yeah. it's. Uh, I did like his vocals, though. I, was, I liked them. They were pretty cool. It's a really, really good record. I definitely recommend checking out that record for everybody. We got two more left. Bastard number one, what is your final selection for the night? Yep. Not the most obscure artist I've ever brought. Um, but uh, the next song is from a woman named Emily Wolf. Are you familiar? The name sounds familiar, but it's also generic enough that I feel like yeah. I could be inventing it. Who is she's it? A, she's a solo artist from Austin, Texas. Hopefully uh, somewhere around David Garza's area where she could maybe meet up with him and do a record and get him off uh, off the ledge you know, a little bit. That's what I'd like. Um, she's had um, three albums out. Um, before this, um, were you familiar with her before this? N- no, oh, not okay. at all. Um, uh, I'm looking, new- I'm looking at everything on her page and nothing's ringing a bell here. No, I, I wasn't familiar with her before this. She's pretty cool. She's a rock artist. Her, uh, oh, actually this is her third record, not her fourth one. It's called the blowback, um, came out late last year. So I'm going back, I'm dipping back into 2023 for this one. It's all good, man. It's cool. Um, you're going to know the theme of this song right away from the very first line, which she repeats twice, which is my body, my choice. That's the theme. Okay. So let's hear some Emily Wolf with Walk in My Shoes.
I know we're early in uh, 2024, but is it fair to say that this is the best week of song exchange we've had so far this well, yeah, year? Yeah, this is this is a pretty good one. It's really good. That was Emily. I Wolf. knew you. I knew you'd like that song. Yeah, that's got a boogie. That's got a little shuffle to it. Really good. Emily Wolf, Walk in My a, Shoes. From it's the, a really good rock record. From the blowback is the name of the record. I'm going to add it to the old cue because that's what I do. As I find stuff here that I like, I add it to the things so I can listen to it later. And, uh, yeah, I hope we can uh, wrap this up on a good note here and go uh, five for, or go six for six, rather. Um. I'm going to go to a uh, artist that I just discovered called Young Atita. It's uh, Y-U-N-G-T-I-T-A, uh, all lowercase. Uh, that, that sounds dirty, too. It young, does. Young Atiti. Young Atiti. <laughs> all right. I didn't think of that, but you're right. Um, all lowercase, as uh, Bass Number uh, 2 would have hated that. Uh, young Atita has um, been around for a bit. <laughs> Um, Young Atita is actually a... <laughs> I keep saying it. That's good. I like it. Young Atita is the professional name of a singer, of an artist named uh, Valentina Zapata. Valentina Zapata uh, is uh, based out of Los Angeles, uh, released a debut EP in 2020 called Over You. Um, Young Atita, uh, Valentina goes by they, them pronouns. And I only bring this up because on their last FM uh, profile. Uh, somebody edited it to correct the pronoun usage, and I wanted to share the name of the editor. The person who edited it, the screen name is Penis Devourer 69. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought you were going to say Old Tatita. <laughs> so, but. Bastard number one, we know it was you. Yeah. We know what you. Penis Devourer. <laughs> we know. We know what you've been doing. We know you've had that handle for years. It was yes. Neil Patrick. I'm never, was, I'm never giving that up. It was Neil Patrick Harris at uh, what was it? Neil Patrick Harris at Hotmail or Gmail or I think it, I think it was an AOL account. AOL. Oh, I I initially I had two great emails. I heart boobies. <laughs> yes, I remember that at, one at something.com and Neil Patrick Harris at AOL.com. <laughs> I should have never got rid of Neil Patrick Harris, AOL.com. I could have sold that thing well, off. Well, no, the problem is that AOL.com became useless. If you would That's a good point. Right. But if it if it had been a platform that stayed around, yeah, you theoretically could have come for you. Or if you'd gotten in on like Instagram or something early and had at Neil Patrick Harris, you'd be coming for you. That'd be crazy. But yeah, anyway. Um, Any, anyway, yeah. Young Atita. So Young Atita has now turned into a, a quintet, apparently. It's a band, but it's still uh, mostly the the project of this uh, Valentina Zapata, um, and uh, it is a great record. It's called Shoelace and a Knot, and it is a indie pop, dream pop, power pop, shoegaze. I mean, there's a lot of stuff crammed into this thing, um, and a lot of hooks. And the song that we're going to hear is called Armchair. And um, again, this is just a fantastic way to start the year, like starting the year off in January with some really strong records. It's kind of got me like good hope for 2024. This song starts off with like this minute long, 
you think it's going to be this like vibey dream poppy thing, whatever, but then it, 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 the guitars kind of ramp up and then this hook comes in and you're like, yo, this is kind of badass. Um, so check it out. This song's called armchair. I really hope you like it by young Atita from her, uh, from their album, shoelace and a knot, uh, on the DBC song exchange.
There's new music from Young Atita. The album is called Shoelace and a Knot. And the song is called Armchair. Uh, that is my final song on tonight's edition of the DBC Song Exchange. I was I was thinking because I kept saying Titty as part of her name <laughs> that I probably couldn't, uh, part of their name, excuse me, I got to get it right. Yep. I'm, I'm correcting myself, part of their name, um, that I would not be able to tag them on Facebook like I like to do. But uh, that was your best fucking song of the night. That was very, very good. That was the best song of the night. Wow. All right. Okay. No, that was your best That's song. That's what I meant. My best. I did not expect that. I, I expected Bronson Arm to take that. But uh, Oh, man. I love that song. Okay. That, was, that was awesome. Really and it, it, good. Uh, uh, there's something different about it. It doesn't seem like a, a paint by numbers, you know, rock track. Um, the record it, it, is not. The record as a whole is fantastic. It's really good, top to bottom. I've I've downloaded it. I'm going to listen to it. It'll yep. be in the track right after one of the ones for the next week. Track right after that called Descenda. That I actually kind of uh, waffled back and forth between that one and the track after it because it's really really kind of good. But um, yeah, definitely check Yungatita out. Don't be thrown by the name or the capitalization of it or anything. Man, let's just recap real quick. Because that, for my money, is six of the best like songs that we've put together in quite a while. Sunship Balloon with Only Asking for a Friend, really, really good from Bass Number 1. Bronson Arm, Tedious Company, could not be any more different than the previous song, but great. Then we went to Horsk. We think we're saying that right. We apologize if we're not. How else could you pronounce it? I don't know. The song H-O-R-S-K, right? Yeah. The, uh, the song is called Do It throwback industrial kind of sound totally sounds like nothing else we played then we went to horsies in the same fucking country uh playing this this like sardonic indie pop strokes kind of thing pretty lights of innovation was tracked there great emily wolf with a great little like stomping rock song called walk in my shoes really good and then young atita armchair that's that's as solid a six song block you're going to get this week from anybody for my money. It's uh it's good. That's really yeah. good. That's we might need and, to frame and, that. Frame that when we have a and, bad week. And amazing that horse is I did not expect you to like the horse uh, song just because it was so old school industrial and it really not in anymore. I don't care no, about I mean, in. Just, That's a great I, sound. I understand. I just didn't expect you to like it. So to coming back with, uh, you know, one of the best six of the year or one of the best six in a while. Yeah. And that's no, pretty good. That's really good. Pretty good. Really good set. I can't say, but one of the best six of the year, it's been the second one. Let's be honest. So that's true. It certainly is. <laughs> it is. But honestly, like I said, from week to week, let's compare what we do to, uh, to this. And this might be the, the gold standard for a little bit anyway. See, um, see, and I'm just saying this because we had a good, good run for a while. Yep. I think you know, in the dead phase of music in December and January, it becomes tough to put together a really good one because now you're going back to the songs that didn't make the other list that you put together. So while I've always liked every song I've brought. Mm -hmm. If I didn't bring them for six weeks, there's a reason I didn't bring them for six weeks. Oh, one hundred and ten percent. There's some that you. Yeah. There's some that are just sort of like the leftovers. Yeah, um, and I feel at the end of the year you, we get into that pattern of yep. sort of here's the rest of them in the queue, and it may not be quite as quality. Correct. Right, so. and you're usually yeah, you're usually not finding something the week of December seventeenth that's brand new and amazing. Um, but right out of the shoot here, like once January one hit. 
people are putting out stuff and it's awesome. And so I'm really uh, glad to hear that we're finding some good stuff and we're going to continue to curate that good stuff for you and bring it to you here on the DBC each week. So make sure you tune in next week. We'll have possibly some first listens, maybe some other bits that we haven't gotten to, and definitely a new song exchange with six new tracks, hopefully as good as the ones you just heard this week. Um, And please go support these bands. Right, Bass Number One dutifully posts uh, on Facebook with links to these bands if they have social media uh, or a Facebook presence. Support them, buy their stuff, go see them in concert, buy their merch if you can. Become a fan. Become a fan of some of these bands that you might not have heard of before this show. Uh, it would mean a lot to them, and it would mean a lot to us. I agree. Some of them even comment on our posts, and yeah. that's great too. Yeah. So you can check us out at uh, on Facebook at DBC Podcast. You can email us if you want at Destiny's Bastard Children at gmail.com. You can check out our podcast at um, Spotify, at Apple Music now. We're at the point where we can say at Google. We're at the point where we can say wherever you get your podcasts. I I think so, right? Right. Amazon, you can get it there. Amazon, yep. Apple Music's the big one Apple right now. Apple Music's I mean, the big one. Yep. Yeah, we, people were requesting that, so we we've got it there. So uh Yep. No excuses now, my friends. No excuses. Yep, listen in. So be sure to tune in next week, and uh, we'll be back with more new music. Until then, though, we need to... uh, Whoa, that's not the thing I wanted to play. What was that? (laughs) Until then, that was a technical difficulty. We need to get out of here. It's late, and uh, we need to go into hibernation until next week. So for Bass number one out there in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, we hope your ear is doing much better next week than it is now. Would be nice. And uh, from, this is uh, Bass Number 3 of the Controls saying so long until next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Say bye. See you, everybody. <laughs>